listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 247 with Dr. Carolyn DeLucia. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited for this episode. It's going to be two parts because it went longer than planned. And I know you guys are busy with the summer. And so I wanted to break it up for you. But I really want to make sure that you guys know that there is a second episode because we are going to be talking all about hormones in the second episode. You guys know that I've been wanting to do this. Um, I've been talking to more and more people about hormones. And I feel like it's so important, especially as we get closer to 40s in our 40s and also in our early 50s. I think there's just a shift that happens for women. And I feel like they don't know what's going on. They may not know that they're in perimenopause. They may not know that they're even close to menopause. And also we just talk about the changes that happen after having babies. So this episode, we really are going to be talking about women's bodies after babies, especially women having urine leakage. So I know that's like not sexy at all, but listen, I know so many people, I work out at burn boot camp and People have the hardest time doing jump rope, any jumping, and before class, everyone's running to the bathroom to empty out their bladders. And we are talking about women that have never had um, vaginal births, that have had C-sections, and you know they may only have one kid, they may have three kids. It's an issue. And so I just thought this would be so good to talk about. And so we ended up talking about this thing longer than planned and also pelvic floor um, exercises, what you can do. So if you have this issue, if you know of someone that's struggling with this, so you guys, if you know of someone who's struggling with urine leakage, even if it's a minor, like you sneeze and you pee a little bit. This is what I'm talking about. These are the topics that people don't want to just bring up generally because again, they're not like really fun topics to talk about. And also just the whole pelvic floor issue. I never knew there was pelvic floor issues until I had a friend get um, physical therapy for it. She had her third kid. And then I realized, wow, there must be so many other people having this issue, but people probably don't want to talk about it. And there's different degrees of how bad, um, your pelvic floor has dropped. And so you may not be having it as fourth degree. You may have a second degree. And Dr. Carolyn goes into all of this and what you can do. And so I want to give you guys um, solutions. I want you to know that you're not alone. And so if you know someone who's struggling with any of this kind of stuff, please share this episode with them because I think it's really going to help a lot of women not feel alone and give them solutions on what they can go do, what kind of um, procedures they need to do. There are so many procedures that are not even surgical which I did not realize. So um, I wanted you guys to be aware of this and so that it kind of just encourages you to go check things out in your area. And then next week, we're going to be talking about hormones and what we can do to kind of stay ahead of it and be proactive so that we're not hitting perimenopause like a crazy person and feeling nuts and getting close to menopause and feeling like we're like not even ourselves anymore and, and wondering like why life is so hard. So I'm very passionate about this. I feel like I hear so many women talking about their cycles and how things are changing. And so I want to bring you guys guests that can help us figure this out so that we're not just like, you know, just going crazy, banging our heads on the wall, trying to figure out what do we need to do. So um, I hope you guys really enjoy this episode and make sure to tune in next week as well. 
So before we jump into the show, though, I do want to remind you guys that I got certified as a life coach. So if you missed me talk about that and make that announcement um, earlier in the year, I decided to go get certified as a life coach. I'm also a weight loss coach as well. And because I have lost weight back in 2019, I really have a passion for helping moms. But I'm not just helping people lose weight. Um, there's a few other things that I'm really trying to focus on with women. And it kind of ties into this whole episode that we're doing. It's really women that are kind of approaching their 40s or in their 40s or going into their 50s. And they're trying to figure out what do they want to do with their life? How do they pivot? They want to change up things. They feel like they're living a life too small for them. And that could be you want to lose weight. You want to get stronger. You want to get more fit. Maybe your money is not under control and you want to take control of your money. Maybe you want to figure out a different job. Maybe you hate the job that you're doing and you're like, I don't want to do this for 20 more years. Maybe you want to start a job or maybe you want to start a business and you don't have the confidence to start a business and you're just like, I just don't know where to start. That's where I come in to help you um, with coaching. And that's kind of what life coaching does. It really gives you the space to just be able to have that time just for you, dedicated to you. You know, you think about self-care and self-love and all that stuff. This is something that you can really give to yourself because you may just find yourself so at the end of your rope and you're just like, I don't have the time to do this and I don't have the time to give to myself. This is something just for you, something that is all focused onto you to go after the dreams and the goals that you want and to become the future person that you want to be. And that is what I'm here for. So if you are interested for a free consult, reach out to me. You can email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com or you can message me on Instagram. If you follow me, mominspiredliving, um, you can DM me and I'll personally respond back to you. Um, but again, you can email me amber at mominspiredshow. I would love to talk to you again. I do free consultations and I would love to get to know you and you know start coaching with you. All right, you guys, let's go to the show. Dr. Carolyn, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be here. Okay. So I like to ask an icebreaker to start off each show. And um, today's question is going to be, what is one thing that you wish you could tell your younger self? Oh, that's always a tough question to answer. I would have to say that my younger self should know to have more confidence and to ask the questions that come to her mind. Mm feel safe yeah. to ask an elder a question about anything that they feel might be beginning to happen, any aspect of life, whether it's business, whether it's school, whether it's health. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I do think so many women, you know, they kind of hesitate, you know, to ask those questions. Um, so, and you know, this is kind of like why I want to have you on the show today is because I do think a lot of women might be like, well, I don't know, maybe this is just me, um, experience this, or I don't know, maybe it's not a big deal. And so I feel like that goes right in line of what we're going to talk about today. So, um, Dr. Carolyn, how about you share, um, with us your first and last name, where you live and how many kids you have in their ages? Oh, of course. I am Carolyn DeLucia. I live right now in New Jersey. I have a practice, an obstetric and gynecological practice in New Jersey and a med spa in New Jersey and a med spa in New York City. I have 
two women. They are 30 and 27 years old, and they are both in the healthcare professions as well. My eldest is uh, starting her fellowship in pediatric intensive care, and my younger daughter is a third-year medical student actually going to take a year and get her master's in public health and then continue her medical school. Wow, that's pretty exciting. Yes, they're amazing women, <laughs> amazing, amazing women, and they are my true footprint on this oh, earth. <laughs> that's so awesome. You must be so proud. I mean, to have two daughters doing that, that's pretty cool. It is. Yes, thank you. Okay, so Dr. Carolyn, how about you share with us um, a little bit at, about how you got to where you are today? Um, you just told us kind of like the, your practice and your med spas that you have. I would love to hear um, kind of what made you go into that. And then you can kind of share a little bit of the backdrop of, um, you know, talking about hormones, what got you more into that? And then we'll dive in a little bit deeper after you kind of go into that. Wonderful. I'm a traditional OBGYN is how I began my practice. I was in group practices and realized that that kind of um, rat race was eating up all my family time. I was never seeing my own children and I didn't have children for someone else to raise them. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah. So I decided that I needed to slow down and I started my own practice without obstetrics. So I was no longer delivering babies. And I started the medical spa side. So I have a gynecological practice and a medical spa. And that medical spa was very rudimentary at that time, because these are the only technologies that even existed at the time was simply hair reduction, Botox and fillers. Mm. And this was in 2002. Oh, wow. But that was very fortuitous because in walked in 2014, this handsome young man walks in and he says, oh, I have a laser that rejuvenates the vagina. And I told him to turn around and <laughs> don't let the door hit himself in the oh. butt. And then he humbled himself and he said, no, no, please. They told me to come talk to you because you understand lasers. He said, this machine can help women with urinary incontinence mm. and painful sex. I said, excuse me, what did you just say? Wow. <laughs> I said, now you're speaking my language. Let's yeah. talk. Yeah. So it opened the door to a more natural way of treating issues women have suffered with in silence for so many decades and thinking we need to normalize the situation like, oh, this is just what happens. Well, no, it's not just what happens. And we can optimize the way we are aging and living and remain youthful for many decades because we are living so much longer. Mm, yes. So, yeah. So that is why the whole field of functional and restorative gynecology has developed and hormones are a huge crux of the whole aging process. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you about the laser in regards to, um, 
women, especially moms, you know, having to pee all the time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think about this when um, I go work out and everyone's trying to do jumping jacks or jump rope and people are like, I got to go pee. I got to go pee. I got to empty out my bladder before I can do my jumping jacks. So would a laser like that help women in that regard or is it for something different? No, no, it's exactly for that. Mm. So that's called stress urinary incontinence. And yes, and there's urge urinary incontinence, which is when women have the urge to go and begin to leak. Yes, And there's such thing as mixed urinary incontinence, which is a combination of the two. Those of us super lucky to get both. So, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness, yeah. And yeah, and in 2020, there were more adult diapers sold in the United States than baby diapers. What? And yes. <laughs> Why do you and think that, that is, was? That's because women are not talking about their needs mm. and are simply literally covering it up and carrying it around with them instead of sharing that they're suffering. And another staggering statistic is that 45% of women who leak urine are too embarrassed to be intimate. So they are not having sex with their partners. 45% of the women who leak, and that's over a third of women in the population. So when you say that the 45% who leak urine, is it they're leaking urine when they're having sex or they leak urine? And so they're just afraid to have sex because they could possibly leak urine. Yes, yes, just because okay. they're leaking urine with a jump or jumping on the trampoline or oh. laughing real hard when oh, we're out sneezing. with our girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So, wow, that is a really big percentage. So are they just afraid they may leak urine having sex? Is that the, the issue? I think that there's other issues as well. They mm. believe they can smell because urine oh, yeah. is always there. Yeah. And so they feel dirty and they don't feel confident. So it's a multitude of aspects that go into their resonance about not being intimate, which is just horrendous. So there are many treatments now that can address these issues that are non-surgical. And that's what women don't realize. And that go beyond a simple Kegel. You know, uh, the doctors always say, Kegel, Kegel, Kegel. Well, how do you Kegel? How do you do it enough? How do you do it right? Uh, I've told women for 40 years to Kegel a hundred times a day. (laughs) I've never done that. I start out with good intentions, (laughs) but I've never done it. Right. (laughs) So... You know, even myself, I've never even followed, practiced what I preach in that regard. I try to do all the things I I say, but um, kegeling is clearly one that always seems to go to the wayside. And now we have non-invasive procedures. There's a chair you can sit on, mm. something called HIFEM technology, which is high-intensity electromagnetic energy that makes every pelvic floor muscle contract and rebuilds and it has a 75% success rate in improving urinary incontinence. It's the only FDA approved non-invasive device for urinary incontinence on the market. Wow. Phenomenal. That's yeah, that is amazing. So, okay. For, for the women that, you know, they're sneezing, they're laughing really hard, coughing, um, jumping, 
and they're having issues with leaking urine. Um, like what would you have them be doing? Like what is the laser that would help them? Like, and how does that even fix that? Like, cause I guess I don't really understand why. So for me, I had C-section. So, you know, people might be surprised that I would even have that. Now it might be worse on somebody who had a vaginal birth. Um, but I think, is it the issue that the baby sat on the bladder for so yes. long? Okay. Yes. It's carrying the weight of the pregnancy oh, okay. that affects even women who have had a cesarean section. Yes. And not only that, it's even women who have never had babies who no. are living longer. It's gravity uh, for heaven's oh. sake. We're really not even supposed to be upright. And the vagina can act like a hernia. Now, oh. prior, yeah. <laughs> so prior to childbirth, yep. our vagina is a cylinder. Oh, cylinder. Okay. Following childbirth, it turns into a square. So the walls fall in from all four sides. The top wall is the bladder. Oh, okay. The bottom wall is the rectum. And then there are the sides. But when that top floor, the ceiling drops, mm -hmm. yep. that's a weakness in our bladder. Oh. And that's why we're leaking. I see. So, yeah. So anything we can do to support that front wall mm -hmm. will help. Okay. Hence, so is that where the laser comes in? That's where the laser comes in. So a laser, a radio frequency device. I'm doing a new study on something called shockwave, which mm. sounds terrible. It's really acoustic <laughs> yeah. wave. It's just, it's painless, mm. unbelievably painless. But all of these techniques regenerate tissue. Oh, the wow. heat of the laser, the heat of the radio frequency uh, go into the walls of the vagina and heat the tissue causing micro injuries, microscopic heat changes that make our body respond by creating new blood vessels and new collagen to the tissue. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that when is really interesting. Yeah. It is. Yes. So I'm thinking, okay, so how many times would you have to do laser to help build back your bladder so that you're mm -hmm. not leaking urine, like when you're doing jumping jacks or and stuff like that, or sneezing? Most of the laser treatments on the market, because there's CO2 and erbium YAG on the market in the United States, and there's a new diode coming out. There are all different types of lasers, but these lasers are each done in a series of three visits, one month apart, mm. and maintenance is about once a year. Oh, okay. And how long yeah. is the visit, like each visit? Five minutes wow. to do the treatment. That's amazing. That is really cool. Now, is that something that you feel like you're only really seeing in New York City and, and stuff like that? Or do you feel like it is across the United States or would that be harder for people to find? It's much more widely accessible than meets the eye. The oh. Um, every there is a machine in every state at this point. There's no question in my mind, and okay. there are probably more like several. It's a matter of getting the word out, which is why I'm so grateful mm -hmm. to you for having yes. me on to I be know. a platform to yeah. get the word out that these things I exist. Know. 
I know. It's my passion and my mission to make women aware that they don't have to suffer. I know. And you would, and you do, you just think like, oh, this is normal. And this is what we have to do. I wanted to bring this up to you, to you, since we were talking kind of about, um, all of this. Um, so when people's, I don't know if it's their pelvic floor drops or it's like their, I don't know if yes. it's their vagina coming through. Like, I don't have that issue, but I know that people have talked about this. And so since I have you on here, because I feel like this could be an issue that people do not want to talk about. So I'm thinking I will ask the question um, because I have heard this issue. And so I don't really understand what is happening, happening exactly. Mm-hmm. And then what mm-hmm. the solution is to this. I do know people go to physical therapists that kind of, you know, specialize in this, but that's about as far as I know. And then maybe you have to do surgery. I don't know. So (laughs) this is where you're the expert. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So June, as a matter of fact, happens to be pop month. P-O-P. P-O-P is pelvic organ prolapse. Oh. And I've alluded to it already, which is the vagina can be a hernia. So when I say hernia, that means that something's coming through a weakness in our body. So women often get umbilical hernias where all of a sudden they have an Audi. Well, Mm. the vagina can become the Audi. And what what comes down is our uterus with the cervix and or the bladder and or the rectum, literally bulging out of the vagina in all different degrees of extent. So there's first degree, second degree, third degree, fourth degree. Fourth degree is no joke. Uterus is dangling between the woman's legs. Wow. Yes. And third degree means when they just open their legs, you can see it at the opening. Oh. Second degree means that if uh, with a small push, mm. it's coming down. Yeah. And, you know, first degree is, it's still way up there, I see. but it's a matter. These are what we experience. Women have this going on all the time. And, and age is not always, I, I saw a third to fourth degree prolapse in a 33 year old woman after three children. Do you feel like it's the amount of children that do it? I feel like I hear this a lot with three kids. I think that the more babies that are delivered vaginally Mm -hmm. in, yeah, definitely it increases yeah. the risk per delivery because mm-hmm. logically it's a weakness or a weakening of the tissue in the area. Okay. And yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's the stretching and the over distension. And the other aspect that women are unaware of is as our economy has improved, as our ability to have food has improved. The size of children has grown and pushing out large babies is much more detrimental than when in primitive times they couldn't get as much food. Babies were smaller. I didn't even think about that. That is very interesting. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. Yes. Yes. So the size of children also plays a role. Yeah. And, okay. you know, in our better, better world and our, you were not in a third world country, sure. we have access to food galore uh, 
thank goodness, yeah. but it leads to bigger babies. Yeah, that makes sense. So what would what is your biggest recommendation for these people? Obviously, there's different degrees. Um, but if someone's really having issues, um, what what would you recommend someone where do they need to go? I mean, I guess, do they just go to their OB first off to ask like, okay, how do I fix this? Such an interesting question. And I will tell you that other parts of the world are far ahead of us than we are here in the United States. In Europe, and in particular France, when you have a baby, instantly you are placed in postpartum rehab. Oh, Postpartum rehab. They treat the women with their pelvic floor right after the baby. Mm. On purpose, the woman is put into a rehab program, building up like PT, like physical therapy, postpartum PT. And that's what needs to begin to happen everywhere. My vision is that Mm. these technologies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, will begin immediately following the first child, which would then help maintain the tissues so that when the woman gets pregnant again and subsequent pregnancies, the tissues are maintained, not ignored and allowed to weaken. Mm, And you see, so my feeling is that eventually these procedures will be as routine as going to the gynecologist and getting your pap smear. Yes. You're going to go to your gynecologist and get your maintenance vaginal tissue treatments so oh, that they yeah. don't weaken, so yes. that we don't have prolapse to this degree. I mean, we wouldn't be able to eliminate all of it, yeah. but we can certainly eliminate the most extreme cases if the tissues are maintained. So if because we are not France and if people have already gotten to a certain degree, what what, what is the biggest you know, um, solution to helping women with this issue? They should number one, find high femme technology, which will improve the muscle tone immediately. That's the first step. Mm -hmm. The next step is to get a true evaluation. The, um, there are specialists like myself who specialize in sexual health or Mm. intimate health for women. And then there are urogynecologists. Urogynecologists are specialists in the pelvic floor and specifically urinary incontinence. Mm. And uh, they combine urology and gynecology. They're, They're gynecologists first, and then they specialize in urinary complications that women may encounter as they go through life. I see. Okay. Going back to the laser, if women don't have like major issues with it, but do you notice, you know, they sneeze and there might be a little tinkle or something. (laughs) Maybe their bladder was more full than they thought. Um, Is that, is that like the first sign that you're like, okay, let's just start going to do the laser. Like don't wait till it gets like really bad. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. We don't have to wet our pants ever. There's no need for that. (laughs) And (laughs) even platelet-rich plasma. Platelet-rich plasma can be used. Did you know what that is? No, no. Tell me. Oh, my goodness. 
Oh my goodness. So platelet rich plasma is the elixir of life. It's the portion of our own blood that helps us heal ourselves. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So when we are little kids and we scrape our knee, yeah. Yellow goo comes out, a scab forms, scab falls off, nice new pink skin mm. underneath. If we look at our knees, we yeah. have hardly any evidence of ever skinning our knees. Yes. That yellow goo is PRP, platelet-rich oh. plasma. So doctors who are trying to get athletes back on the field said, why are their scrapes healing so quickly, but their joints are not? What is this yellow goo? And can we isolate it? Can we concentrate it? Can we put it where we need it? And the answer is yes. Mm. So all we have to do is draw blood like you're going for a laboratory test, spin it down in FDA approved centrifuges and sterile kits that are specifically made for taking your blood, processing it and putting it right back into you at the same sitting and generate new tissue. So PRP is used in the face. If you think of the vampire facial, have you ever heard of that? Mm -hmm. That's PRP. Oh, interesting. Okay. And the man who invented that, my very dear friend, Dr. Charles Runnels in Fairhope, Alabama, invented the O-Shot. The O-Shot is PRP specifically re-injected, and this sounds horrendous, but trust me, it's painless, directly into the clitoris and directly into the G-spot, the area of the front wall of the vagina that some women have sensitivity in and is an erogenous zone, and some don't have an erogenous zone there, but that's just like the nape of the neck or uh, or the nipple. So erogenous zones vary per person. Mm. Everyone has a G spot. It's a matter of varying insensitivity. Oh, I had no idea that. Yeah, that's interesting. That like it may it, like the neck or whatever. When you said that, I'm like, oh, yeah. I guess some people may not like be turned on or something like that. That's right? correct. Yeah, correct. Oh wow, right. The things I'm learning, and I definitely know where Fairhope, <laughs> Alabama is. I just went there and in, in um, April. Yeah, yeah. So I live outside of Nashville. So, um, yeah, that that's so funny that you would name that town because it's you know a small southern town. But um, okay, it's so adorable. I, yeah, it is. It's such a cute town. Um, I wanted to ask you about the laser. Um, does that hurt? Like, how is no. that? No. Okay. No. These procedures are virtually painless. The only thing that women feel is that there's something in the vagina. Oh, kind you of know, like an not. ultrasound a little bit, you know, like a exactly. wand. Exactly. It's thing. like mm-hmm. a, exactly, yeah. precisely okay. like the transvaginal yeah. wand yes. for an ultrasound. Yes. Okay. okay. That's all right. So, all right. So people are like, okay, I'm listening to this and they're like, yes, I pee a little bit on myself and I sneeze or cough or whatever. (laughs) And they're like, where do I go? How do I find somewhere near me? Like, what would they be looking up? Like laser, like how, yeah. Like what verbiage are we using to try to figure out where to even go? I'll tell you the verbiage is misleading. I hate the word, but it's what, if you Google what you find is vaginal rejuvenation. Oh, that is what that means. Okay. I would have had no, no, no idea that that's what that meant. Exactly. 
Uh, it's a misnomer. You think that it's cosmetic. You yes. think that you're the the verb. The word came originally for procedures that were done to minimize the size of the yeah. labia minora yes. yep. and to maybe it make the labia majora, the larger lips outside, bigger or smaller, depending on what the woman desired. Uh, so more of a cosmetic type yes. of result. Yeah, but right. honestly, even those procedures are not cosmetic for the mm. woman having them. Oh. For the most part, yeah. what those women are suffering with is discomfort with clothing. Labia oh. minora, the little yeah. lips, okay. when they are large, they are very large and can make it very uncomfortable to wear leggings. Oh. Young women who are into gymnastics. Oh yeah. Um, the labia minora can actually hang out of bathing suits, mortifying types of situations. Oh, like hanging that low that it would come out the side of your bathing suit? That is correct. Oh. That is correct. Wow. Okay. And so some women who are suffering like that, that's not, oh, I want to look different. Yeah. yeah. It's Yes. I'm not functional like yeah. this. Right. I need this fixed because I can't function in life. Yeah, and that that's why they're happy. Yeah. yeah. And do you feel like it changes after having babies? Definitely. Our or anatomy changes. It's both. Okay. It's hormonal okay. and mm -hmm. it's wear and tear. I, I wear had one tear. patient, <laughs> <laughs> one woman described her vagina as a used softball glove. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the one hanging on the bottom of your That's closet. So funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, and you know, these are conversations too, that like most people are, you don't know what like other women's, I would say yes, every day women. Okay. Vaginas, you have no idea what they look like. So, you, and, and, and someone's not going to say, Oh, like, how big is your labia? Like you, you're not yes. going to know what it is in inches. It's not like a man where they know how big they are. Yes. Like, well, how would you even know? Like when you were saying that it's coming out of the side of their like leotard or saying, yes, I didn't even know it would go that long. So how would you even figure out like, what is, is this normal? Is this not like, I have no, no idea. And then, and then things change as you get older. So then you realize, Oh wait, this does seem different but maybe it didn't yes. happen like overnight. So then you're kind of like, well, I, I can't quite remember actually what it was like when I was 18 or something, you know? So yes, I like that you say all that. And I did think like when you hear about vaginal rejuvenation or do you know what comes to my mind is older women um, who are having a hard time. Um, um, oh gosh, I'm totally blanking on what I'm trying to say. Um, they get really dry, like during yes, menopause. Yes. That's what yes. I'm thinking because- I mean, I'm not really around a lot of people to be talking about what all the terminology is to even know. I really don't think that people are thinking vaginal rejuvenation could help you from peeing on yourself. Like, see, I, I feel yes. like it needs to be almost more obvious, right? Yes. So yeah. I'm calling it, we're changing the name internationally oh. and it's happening very successfully at this oh, point. Yeah. We're calling it functional gynecology yeah. and restorative gynecology. Restorative. That's yes. I feel like people would be like, Oh, well that's interesting. I think people would look into that more. Like, cause yes. you're like, you're trying to, um, well, you're trying to restore it. You're trying to fix it. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. So 
Yes, I like that. Okay. So, but but at this point, we're looking at you would be looking up vaginal rejuvenation to try mm-hmm. to find the lasers. So when you call somebody, would you say, I need to find a laser? Um, like I might leak urine. So I'm looking mm-hmm. for that laser. Is that yeah. kind of how you would say it? Or do you have um do you have the devices? There's Femi Lift is the one that I use. Mm. It's the one that it, it has three patents that none of the other machines can copy, which set it aside. Um, there's others. There's a Mona Lisa. There's the Diva. Literally, these are mm. the names okay. um, <laughs> that are out there. Yeah. And they all work. They're all good. Okay. You want to find a physician who's certified in this type of procedure. Um yeah, I teach. I have a CME that's continuing medical education approved course teaching these procedures. I work with an institution called the Intimate Wellness Institute. I teach with the American Aesthetic Association. So you want to find physicians who are certified in this type of treatment. Okay. And somebody who has one of these machines. There's also the radio frequency devices that, that will treat urinary incontinence mm. as well. Okay. And those are things like Thermiva. That, that procedure takes a little long. It was the first to market of that type. So there are quicker devices. There's one on the market that's only eight minutes versus oh. 25, wow. which is huge when yeah. you have a device in your vagina. Yeah, and, true. Um, <laughs> and I can't get a lover to stay that long. So anyway, <laughs> but um, wait. <laughs> oh gosh, that's funny. But, um, <laughs> but when you have there's other devices coming to market and platelet rich plasma, which helps with urinary incontinence as well, because it's treating that front wall of the vagina. So all of these regenerative procedures, building new tissue will help to restore function. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. That's awesome. I wanted to ask you this because as we were talking about like everything coming through the vagina, this also made me think about this with pregnancy is that people get hemorrhoids and you know, some are not painful, but some are very painful where it's hard to sit. Is there something that like you would recommend that before we jump into the hormones? Like I figured we might as well just talk about all the things that are coming outside (laughs) of our body that people may not want to talk about. So I'm willing to ask these questions. (laughs) Um, Hemorrhoids. Well, now I'm going to say that the anus is not my orifice. I'm just in the neighborhood. Yes, 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 yes. So I'm not an anal specialist, but or the the specialist in that field is a proctologist or oh, okay. a gastroenterologist. However, I of course know plenty about them. And yeah. those that hurt are usually thrombosed, which can be a medical emergency, meaning oh. that there's actually a, a blood clot oh. that formed within wow. the hemorrhoid. Okay. And that could be a medical emergency and something to rush to the physician about. I see. If it's that painful, you should see a physician. Okay. But if it's not, then you're going to just like, do you just leave it alone unless you just really don't like it? Yes. Okay. Got it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, just carrying the pregnancy increases and we double our blood flow. Like we double the amount of blood in our body because we're 
feeding a baby that way, you know? So because we increase our blood volume, Mm -hmm. there's a hemorrhoid is basically a varicosity or a varicose vein that we get in our legs Mm -hmm. in our anus. Wow. That's what a hemorrhoid is. I did not know that. That's interesting. Okay, man. The things that women... <laughs> go through. I mean, we care, exactly. we make a baby, so I mean, it's quite impressive. Um, it is, and there's nothing more wonderful, right? Yeah, there's yeah. nothing more miraculous. Well, this was very helpful because I mean, I didn't know I was even going down this road, but I bet you, like, <laughs> so many people are going to be thanking me because just from the women that I know, especially with the pee issue, I mean, I it's like the, everybody has to run to the bathroom, and even that, they're just mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I want to jump. <laughs> hey, you guys, are you subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show? If not, make sure to subscribe to the Mom Inspired Show email list. Why it's so important is because I own the rights to my email list as well as to my website. So last year it taught me that social media, we do not own any content on that. They can decide at any moment to either hide content, they can prevent people from reaching out to you, finding you, and they can block you from certain things and you have no control over it. So I want you guys to subscribe to my show so that way You can always find me. You can always know what's going on because I own the rights to my email list. And so all you have to do is go to mominspiredshow.com, enter your name and email. And then that way, every week on Tuesday, you will get an email from me with the newest episode with the show notes, as well as any links or codes that I talked about in the show. That way you don't have to go searching for it on my website and then go into the episode and then go into the show notes. It is all at your fingertips and makes it super easy. But most importantly, No one can take away this content. um, And that way you don't have to worry, hey, what happened? I'm not seeing Amber stuff anymore on social media feeds. Like, why are they hiding it? I control all of this stuff. And so I just want to make sure that you guys will always know what's going on and that you will always have access to the things that I am sharing. And so please go subscribe to the Mom Inspired Show email list today. 